Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and today we're going to be talking about outside-the-box tactics for bass fishing. We've got a really cool guest with us today, and his name is Torrance Gordwin, also known as Pond Boys on Instagram and YouTube. He's got a really unique style and is going to have a lot of tips and tricks for us, along with some really interesting stories. Torrance, thank you for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you developed a passion for fishing? So I developed a passion for fishing uh, a long time ago with my grandpa. Uh, that was just something that we did after church because we spent a lot of hours in church on Sundays. Um, bright and early, never missed it. And then we go to work for the rest of the week. So there was church and then six days after that, it was just work. So after church, um, he knew that I hated sitting in church that long. Um, after that, we would go get uh, fish or shrimp or on special occasions, we go fishing. So just vivid memory in my mind of us just sitting on the, you know, it's just this vision of me sitting on the, um, on the, what is it? The deck at the end of the deck. And it's like, he's looking at me and we're just fishing and you could smell, you know, the worms and the fresh smell of like fish. I don't know if you ever been on the lake like that in the morning, but you can smell like the outdoors. So that uh, memory played really vividly in my mind for a long time after he passed away. Um, I did get to see him before that, but I wasn't in a position of, in my life that he would be proud of. But um, after a while, we still connected on the phone and I kept him updated. And it was really cool that I at least got my life together to a point where he was proud before he passed away. And I just felt like I didn't really get to make him as proud as I wanted to. So to just, I don't know what made me do it, but I, I went to my uh, dad's house who now is like my dad, I'm basically adopted. He had a rod in the garage and I saw it for a while and I was like, you know, I, I kind of want to reconnect with my grandpa and I, this was something we did. So this memory's playing in my head. Let's go do it. So I go take out the rod. I know I just didn't remember what I was doing. Like as a kid prior to leaving my grandpa and, you know, living my life with my mom, moving to Plano, um, that was something that I did. You know, I would go out with my friends. They were way more experienced, but I was the guy with the line and the little, little worm on the end and hand tossing it. That's what we did. So when I wanted to reconnect, that's kind of what I picked up doing. Just went out there, didn't have any idea what I was doing. And I kind of just started posting on social media like, hey, guys, I have no clue what I'm doing. I do want to learn more about fishing and blah, blah, blah. And we kind of created a small community like that. So I would go out and try it again. I would go out and try all the things that everybody said. And we kind of built a real tight community like that. So multiple people saw me using their advice. I would give them my feedback, you know, back to them. And it just created a really cool thing and then after that I just it just kind of blew up I just resonated with fishing I, I understand it you know when I get out there I kind of just get into this crazy zone and it just started turning into this really big passionate thing I, I just something about catching these fish that's so relieving and calm and at the same time chaotic <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> if people watch any of your instagram stuff especially the videos like chaotic is a good descriptive word <laughs> i mean you can just tell you're having so much fun out there and enjoying it but yeah like like i said chaotic is a, is a pretty good dis descriptive word you know <laughs> yeah. and you know speaking of chaotic and instagram like i i'm on i'm on social media all the time with my job 
So I'm, I'm seeing your stuff show up in the feed and it, it looks like you had a pretty epic trip to, uh, to Florida recently. Can you, uh, can you tell <laughs> yes. us a little bit about that? So Florida, I, I can't talk too much about it because we got sponsors and things like that and we're kind of building up suspense, but the trip to Florida was just, it was unreal. It was, I was invited to something very special with a lot of special people and I ended up, it wasn't supposed to be for work, but I was like, dude, y'all know how passionate I am about fishing. Like I have to make this like somewhat about fishing. So I kind of incorporated little things with that, but most of the part it was like, you know, um, just sitting back, enjoying time with family and things like that. But I, I can't talk too much. I wish I could, I really wish I could, but you guys are gonna have to stay tuned for that. Uh, when that's that oh all right just keep the suspense <laughs> up for us man yes. you're killing me you're killing me right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, so so where are we going to be able to see this stuff it's going to be on my youtube channel um that we're trying to build up i wish i was building my instagram and youtube at the same time because we've gained a lot of traction what i thought would happen is when i build my instagram up I, it would all kind of transfer to youtube but oddly enough you have a whole different audience on youtube so a lot of those people are new on YouTube, they're like, what the heck? What do you like? You need to post more, man. We need to see more of this. So a lot of people aren't seeing my Instagram things, but um, we're going to be posting it on uh, the Palm Boys on YouTube and then Palm Boys on Instagram. It's, it's the same thing. Uh, Instagram has double S and then YouTube just has one S. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We, we kind of experienced that too on the, on the Shields outdoor side of things. Cause we've got like, you know, we're coming up on a hundred thousand followers on, on Shields outdoors, Instagram, but there's like, 10,000 people that follow us on, on Shields Outdoors YouTube. It's like, we got a ton of cool content, guys. You got to come over and check this out. So, yeah, yeah if, you, if you have any secrets on cracking that code, you know, let us, let us all know. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, nice. very cool. Um, so, you, uh, you know, you recently signed on with, uh, with the Colony Shields as, uh, as a pro staff for them. Can you... Uh, you know, I, I know a little bit about the backstory, but but definitely not all of it. Can you talk us through how uh, how that sort of came to be? So um, I heard about Shields just randomly. I think we went to the store and I was like, what in the world is this? Like, why is it such a big deal? I, I had no idea. And I went inside and they literally had probably nine out of ten of the sponsors that I had already in there in stock. And it wasn't just in stock. Like, they had all the exclusive stuff that I, you know, for some reason, I don't like to wait for my things online. I like to go in the store, get, you know, the things that I want. And when I went to Shields, they had all the fishing stuff. Like I'm talking about like the mega bass things that you got to wait online or you got to go all the way down the highway, like an hour and a half, go to, you know, another store or something like that. But when I went to Shields, I was just mind blown about how much things that they had. And uh, Fishing with Lone Star was working with you guys. And I was like, all right, if, if this guy's doing it, you know, I, I, I should probably go check them out. So I sent him a DM. Uh, made Oh, prior, I made a video fishing with my friend. And I was like, hey, you know, how about I buy you a reel or a reel, rod and reel combo for 200 bucks? And if you can keep it under 200 bucks, then you can keep the money and, or you can keep the, access, the extra money and you can keep the combo. And he was like, for sure. So... Uh, me, we haven't been friends for so long, so this was kind of me just paying it forward to him. But uh, we went out and just shot this video. Uh, it was my first time going in a store shooting the video, so it was a little weird. Like I just made eye contact at everything, not really at the camera. But it was a, just a really cool experience. We went in there, we did our thing, and everybody liked it. So we were thinking about trying to do another like giveaway or something. And I ended up hitting up Shields, and I was like, hey, did you guys see the video? Like, Do you think that was kind of cool? And I thought I was kind of going to get in trouble because I was worried if they're going to like say, hey, delete it. You know, you can't do that. And they were like, 
all about it. So I sat down with uh, Alex and all of them, and we just started talking and brainstorming, and it was so professional. So at the end of the day, I was like, this just this has to work. Like, all of it flows. All my sponsors are okay with it. It's right here, 10 minutes down the road. And then I get to see, like, all the people who are local fishermen. They're going to go to uh, Shields and get their things because it's in the center of everything. So, one, it's Shields, and then, two, um, location is awesome. So I feel like everything just lined up, and we're just seeing how the first year goes and see what we can make happen. Yeah, very cool. And, and you know, we're all about inspiring people and showing passion. And I mean, like you watch like the first 10 seconds of your stuff and you just like <laughs> shine all that. So it's like, yeah, it's the I stars, the stars really align there. Um, I actually had this guy comment the other day and he's like, he probably didn't mean anything by it, but he was like, why are you so dramatic? And I, was like, <laughs> I knew someone, I knew someone had, finally was, was going to say something about it and I just messaged back and I was like, dude, it's, it's just my passion, man. Like, I, I would hate to go out there and, you know, have to fake all that stuff and it just be weird, but it's so cool. I actually delete a lot of my goofiness, like a lot of my laughing just because I was like self-conscious about it, but people are starting to notice and they're like, dude, we love seeing you laugh, like have fun. So I, I keep it in there as embarrassing as it is. It's, it's just me just being me. So I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> yeah you know sometimes you just got to put yourself out there you know step outside yeah. of your comfort zone a little bit it's like hey this is me i'm not gonna hide it so if you if you like it great if you don't you know there's a lot of other stuff out there too and and it took a while to get to that point because uh not everybody was on this boat um like i said at the beginning i was out there not knowing what i was doing at the time i was a realtor i had a kid and i was working two jobs so fishing was like I was literally squeezing it in on all the extra time. So you could see how that would affect other things, create chaos. And um, I just kept going with it. Um, it. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy, but you're just now seeing the rewards. Like you're just now seeing the smile on my face because it's, that's what happens when you just put your head down and just keep going forward. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just, you know, stick the course and, and you yeah. gotta work hard at it. So, um, you know, for, for people out there that are aspiring to be, to be a sort of pro staff for whether it be a, you know, a vendor, a company or a shields or anything like that. Do you have any tips for those people? I'm glad you asked that because, um, the tip would be, let's work with companies that we feel passionate about. Okay. Like when you're going to go work with like six cents, are you going to work with these other companies? Let's do a little research on them. Let's kind of figure out why we would want to work with these companies. Like what, or like, you know, what are their numbers? Like, what can they do for you and what can you do for them? Um, I'll see a lot of people working with companies that don't really resonate with their brand or really align with them. And then at the end of the day, it'll burn out them and the brand. So, you know, it'll, it'll cancel out. So I would say, do your research when you're, you know, want to work with these companies, put the work in, purchase their stuff. Don't just message them asking for a bunch of free stuff. Purchase their stuff. Do you really like their equipment? Find that one thing that you really like. Um, about that brand and just go with it like six cents there's swim jigs I could fish that swim jig for the rest of my life like that's my key thing that I talk about so when I work with that company I was like okay these are the things that I like about this company I like Casey I like Milliken I like where they're going like they might not be this huge brand but they have you know leg room to grow uh, things like that so there's a lot that goes into it I would say don't be so worried about getting that first free because I feel like a lot of people think pro staff is a bunch of free stuff. But at the end of the day, you guys are both working. The free stuff is still you working for it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, I mean, for, for yeah. something like that to work, it's got to be mutually beneficial. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, okay, you're getting stuff. And, you know, like, what are you, you going to do? So, like, yeah. 
a message saying, hey, can I get some free stuff versus a message yeah. like, hey, I love the action of your swim baits. Like, yeah. can I work on getting some more so I can show the world how awesome they are? Like, exactly. and road, well, I, road two is going to work a little bit better for you. <laughs> yeah. And um, a lot of people get rejected or you don't even get to see that message or, or things like that. So the really cool thing is I go out there and make some content for them. That's when they'll see you. They're like, oh, my God, this guy keeps tagging me in our freaking crankbaits. We're going to just give it to, you know, we're going to try to work with him or something like that. So things like that will really help you. Um, definitely focus on um, the long run and not the short term return or, you know, the quick, oh, let me get this. Okay, if they want to send you one bait, be okay with that and work that one bait up until you feel like you've earned your way up to another position. So definitely that that's one of my biggest things. And that was one of the things that really helped us. And it keeps going because people notice that as well. People notice that you're working with brands that actually resonate with you and it's just people people know it you know you can't fake energy you can't fake those things so mm -hmm. absolutely all right well I'd, I'd like to dive into a little into the fishing now so you've got a super interesting and outside the box style of fishing i mean you're out there on a paddleboard you're out there on a kayak like what uh what really intrigues you or, or got you into that style of fishing Okay, so let's start with the bank. Um, I started as a budget angler, 100%. Um, the reason why I even worked with pro staff and things like that was I did have these really cool baits that I liked, but I was like, man, they're so expensive. I keep getting snagged. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if, like, you know, I could work with this company and, like, we both benefit each other? Uh, that's kind of how it started. So I was beating the bank, just on the bank all the time, fishing, and then I was like, you know, there's other places that I can't get to, or, like, I'm on this bank, and I just feel like I'm really limited on you know my access to getting on these fish i made a lot happen from the bank don't get me wrong and i still really enjoy fishing from the bank but my biggest deal was i just wanted to go out more i wanted to explore more and like go further out of town and you know not have to worry about possibly not having a way to bank fish or getting bit by a snake or you know all the mud the bugs and things like that so that's when i started and got my first kayak which um i kind of wrote that down it was a bona fide uh, rs117 and I just wrote it down. I really wanted it. And when COVID hit, I just had an opportunity to go purchase it. And I just went all in. And I mean, it was just uphill from there. People were like, you're on a kayak? Like, what the heck? Palm Boys is on a kayak? And it just, I just kept going. Uh, the RS-117 was an extremely stable kayak. So I was able to, it was extremely stable and light. So I was able to throw it on the roof. Um, at first, I didn't even have a roof rack. <laughs> I just styrofoam pads. And okay, this is another thing. So I was like, okay, uh, Yakima, I don't have a way to get my kayak around. This is the deal. I really like what you guys going on. Boom, boom. And we connected. Hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. And then this is what you could do for me. And then I was able to put my kayak on the roof, you know, efficiently and go travel. So then we got into the kayaking. Um, the kayaking was really fun. But then I heard about boat and they messaged me and they're like, hey, man, wouldn't it be awesome if we put you on our paddleboard to like catch fish or whatever? And at first, I was like, dude, this sounds like just chaos. <laughs> like, this is not <laughs> sound fun. There's no way that this is going to... And they're like, dude, we're going to bring it to you, test it out. And if you like it, you can keep it or whatever. And, and that's the deal. And they, he actually drove, you know, Sean Murphy drove about, I think it's like 16 to 17 hours and met me in person, did a photo shoot, brought the paddleboard, brought all the accessories, and I fell in love with it. Um, yeah, so Sean came out. I fell in love with him. He's a really cool guy. He told me about the brand, got real personal with me. And um, just learned a lot about the company. So I was like, okay, let, I'm going to check it out. So I got on the paddleboard and it was like some of the windiest days, but you just make it work. 
And uh, when I was really sold on it was when I got on those windy days, I was still able to not fall off the kayak. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was probably 50 to 40 degrees when we first started doing this. Mm-hmm. When we even came out and did the photo shoot, the, we had a wind advisory, which was another like, you know, curveball that was thrown at us for the photo shoot. It was, it was pretty hard. But when I got on it, I was like, I feel comfortable in this thing. Like, I'm fine with this wind. And I don't know if you're out in Texas, but lately we've just been getting hit with wind. And I've been taking it out. I even took it to Houston and fished private water fishing with it. And that was like, what, 17 mile per hour wind. So, yeah, I'm, just, I'm from North Dakota. So I'm very, very <laughs> familiar with the wind. Yeah. So I was uh, worried about um, even falling in. I wasn't worried about falling in and getting cold. So that's a big thing. Like, I pushed myself to go out there and I trusted the paddleboard enough to even go out in the cold, knowing that if I fall in, things could be dangerous. You know, I could get sick. Um, it would be really hard to get an hour and a half home soaking wet and things like that. So I ended up just building trust with the paddleboard. I uh, played sports my whole life, so balance, I guess, played a big part in that. It does hit your core a lot when you're standing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have a lot of core, and that's kind of what's going to keep your balance. But other than that, I think the paddleboard does most of the work for you. If, if you're not trying to do backflips and doing all that, I, I think the paddleboard's fine. And I have the smaller version, so imagine me getting you know a couple more foot on there. I think that would just be stellar. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, that's wild. I mean, I realize like that paddleboard is different than like the yeah. one we have at the lake place, but like getting on there, I just like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. You know, stand up, there's like five mile an hour wind and I'm like, okay, this is, this is <laughs> sketchy for sure, but Hey, it's fun. So whatever, I'm going to get out and try oh, it. But me oh. trying to think about like casting on that and fighting a fish and not to mention like filming it at the same time like that's a lot of stuff going on so um (laughs) i mean so when you started doing the the paddleboard thing like did you start with a rod right away you just jump right into it or did you get comfortable on it and and then move to fishing how did that work so i jumped right in it uh fishing for me was a lot of trial and error and the cool thing was i posted all my errors so if i fell out of a kayak you're gonna get that footage you know if i dropped my 400 500 rod and reel combo you're going to get that footage. So um, I wasn't afraid of failing. I knew that things are going to go wrong, but I know when things go wrong, I'm able to come back and tell people, hey, this this thing is not for everybody. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to be prepared for. Not talk bad about the brand, but let people know what they're about to get into and things like that. So when I got on the paddleboard, I wanted to be honest with myself and the brand. So when I hopped on it, I was like, all right, we're going to go full in. Like I trust it to even be out here. Why not go all the way? So I brought uh, two rods. Uh, and I uh, just, just went at it. I would go early in the morning. That was the thing when the wind was kind of slow. And mm-hmm. then when it really heavy, I would go, I would just go into the trees and put the power pole down and just stay there. So, okay. Gotcha. Um, so what's your, what's your normal setup on that, on that paddleboard? Like, what are you bringing out there? So it's going to be extremely light tackles, uh, bring things that, you know, you could lose, uh, things like that. So if you're on a paddleboard and you get snagged, you're going to want to let that snag be there. You know, you want to obviously get your line out of the water for other anglers, but don't, you know, spend all your time trying to get that snag out because once you release or something snaps, you're in the water <laughs> and everything's off the paddleboard. So um, what's on there is a cooler. They have a cooler which um, acts as a seat, and the cooler's pretty deep, so I can put two tackle boxes in there, which is pretty much all you need. I have everything tied on. If I have a swim jig, I have four swim jigs would have four trailers already on them. So I don't have to mess around with everything. If I have crankbaits that I want, they have a, a hook keeper. So, you know, like a little piece of styrofoam. Yep. So it's like a, it's like a, 
it's called a power rack. And this is what, what's going to go down into the um, paddle board. And then it's going to hold your two rods. And then I'll have a rod in my hand. So when I have the rod in my hand, I'm completely free. And there's nothing in my way. So I have the extra um, tackle hooked on the hook caddy with the little styrofoam on there. So I'll have all my tackle like that. So I'm really limited. And then on the back, uh, I, don't, I just don't have anything. So I just go really light, honestly. I kind of figure out what the fish are going to eat that day. And if they don't, I mean, it is what it is. But I try not to bring, like, all my most expensive things. And e even if that hook caddy is going to hold uh, all your stuff, and it's going to be pretty stuck on there. So that's kind of what I use. And make sure you bring extra stuff as well. Yeah, for sure. So have you had instances where you've just dumped and lost everything? Uh, yeah. So I had to go to Houston. This was a really last minute thing. I was working with my friend and private water fishing called me. And they're like, Hey man, we need you in Houston. Could you make anything happen? And they were like, what are you actually doing tomorrow? And I was like, I'm actually off for the next two days. And they're like, all right, come to Houston. <laughs> so <laughs> I packed the board. I saw the wind advisory and I was like, we, we have to make this happen. Like it doesn't matter. We're just, we're just going to figure it out. I went out there. The first day was awesome. Got all the great footage, but I was worn out from the wind because you're just paddling like I'm telling you, it's an ab and arm workout, which is another benefit of getting on the water. You're working out like a lot of people think fishing is just, you know, casting like that. But when you're out there kayak fishing and you don't have that expensive gear and you're just using the paddles and using your body uh, first, you're really connected with the water and just the outdoors and all that, all things like that. But you're getting a real good workout. So mm. um, that was a big part as well. Sorry, I lost my team. thought I went over to the. Uh, no, that's totally fine. We, we're going to have to, we're going to have to show this to the fitness people, you know, like <laughs> you want the best workout ever bass fishing in a, in a, <laughs> a stand up battle board. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I lost my train of thought on that, but that was, that was that. Okay. No, we, we were talking about losing all your stuff. You were like, halfway Oh yes. Into that. So my, my second day on the paddle board, that was really awesome. Um, had a great day on that. Um, was pretty sore. So when I got out the next day, I had to film another place. I had to drive to another location, wake up really early and film at another location. So I was really worn out. I had like three hours of sleep and you can even tell in the footage, it was just like, all right guys, like today, <laughs> and there, it was like windy, the rain was coming in. I knew it rained last night. So I knew that the footage was gonna be you know, amazing, but I was just worn out. So it's so funny. I get all the footage, everything was good. Um, the fishing was pretty bad. That was a problem. I just couldn't get the content that I wanted. So I was kind of bummed out at that, and I'm really I'm uh, I'm about to leave, and um, I picked up my rod. I turned around too fast and just misstepped, so my back foot went in the water. And if your back foot goes in the water, your whole body's gonna go. In yeah, the water, you're so. in trouble. You lost that leverage there. You're going <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> the night before, my phone had cracked, so um, which was a bummer as well. And from that crack, my phone was in my pocket, and then the water got into the phone. So when I fell into the water, um, a lot of my stuff got wet because I actually had my cooler open a little bit. So the cooler got soaked, um, lost a, a good amount of gear. But the craziest part was I lost my phone. Um, it didn't work anymore. So we're four hours away in the middle of nowhere. I don't even have the gate code to get out. I can't call anybody. And it's a private lake. You're by yourself. Like it's literally made to be by yourself. No distractions. So I was like, survival mode <laughs> I, I, like, try to, I luckily i bought a change of clothes like thank thank the gods that i bought a change of clothes because it was pretty cold so changed my clothes i went to the um i had to guess the password to the gate like 15 times until i finally remembered it. i was like oh, okay so we're one step closer so i got the gate code closed the gate back i drive like 10 miles i don't even know how i found the gas station but i was that guy at the gas station like 
hey, uh, can you help? And got a lot of rejections. But finally, one guy helped me. He's like, all right, man, this is what you need to do. You need to go get you like a Walmart phone and do all this. And I ended up getting a new phone and uh, lost a lot of gear because, or lost a lot of footage because on my phone, I would do like, you know, side angles. Yeah. You could drop it to your computer. So I lost a good amount of that content. Um, and that, that was just a bummer. But at the end of the day, I, I just laughed at myself because it's like, what can you do? You know, you could be so mad and get all furiated, but like, at the end of the day, just be like, all right, this is what we need to do. Let's keep moving forward. And at the end of the day, it all worked out. Um, they still love the video and uh, I'm still here. So. Hey, <laughs> so, you know, and you gained a really good story out of it. Yeah. Oh, really good. It, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Not at the time, but. Oh, yeah. I'm sure at the time you were not a happy camper. But yeah, look at, uh, looking back, that's that's pretty cool. So, okay. So when you're doing your, your kayak fishing and your paddleboard fishing, is, is there anything you like feel that you're missing or wish you had? Um, let's see. So yeah, there, there are going to be times when you're on the paddleboard, you're like, gosh, this wind, you know, I just wish I could get to this spot and stay here for a little bit longer because if you have a power pole, that power pole is only going to hit a certain amount of foot of water. So there's, there's some places that I can't really get or some places I can't stay. So there's some times where I'm like, man, I really wish I had the other, you know, kayak that had the motor on it and all the things like that. But then there's times when you're on the kayak with the motor and you're like, this thing is so heavy. I got to drag it around. I got to get it back on. I got to do all these things rather than just getting the paddleboard, throwing it on my head, throwing it in the water, putting two rods in there and just getting after it. So there's always going to be something. Even when you have your baller setup kayak, your baller boat, you're always going to want to find something that you can upgrade on your boat, kayak, bike. It doesn't matter. Like, I feel like that's just... Especially when it comes to fishing, you can always do a little bit better. Oh yeah, that's that's the nature of a fisherman. You know, you start yeah. with a, you start with a Zebco and you know, <laughs> in a in a hook and a worm, and then you're like, well, I could use a slip bobber, you know, one yeah. that'll adjust, and then you know, I could use some crankbaits, and then I could use a ten thousand dollar bass boat and yeah. all the electronics, <laughs> and, and it just it, it never ends. Yeah, yeah for it, sure. It never does. So, you know, uh, that's that's what's so great about fishing too. You know, like you can make it as expensive or as cheap as you want and you mm -hmm. still stand a chance of catching the fish of a lifetime. Yeah, and that's so true, man. I, I never even thought of it like that. That's cool. <laughs> that's very true. Mm -hmm. All right. I lost my train of thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got to keep happening because there's just so much to talk about. You know, it's really cool getting you to ask these questions because I'm sure a lot of people want to have this time with me, and I try to be really... Uh, active on Instagram, but I, I mean, like, I'm not trying to brag, but hundreds of DMs a day, it's hard to make everybody feel like you're there. But that's the really cool thing about us is that's what I want. You know, I love having that connection. It's just getting hard with all the content and things like that. So I love having podcasts and being able to just throw everything out there because there's tons of people that want to know, like, the insights of Palm Boys and things and things like that. So it's really cool having this interview. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for taking the time to join us. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, let's go into um, let's go into the filming aspect of things. So, how did you how did you first take that leap into deciding, hey, I want to film this? Um, what's like the setup you're using, and maybe some advice for people that really want to get into filming your stuff? Awesome. So, at first, I would just start. Uh, at first, I started with my phone, you know, pictures here and there, and I would see other people's accounts that I really liked, and I was like all right, this is really cool, but you have 180 pictures of you holding a fish just like this, like, just like that. And I was like, <laughs> this, something needs to change. Like, 
I'm, if I'm losing interest and I'm trying to grow, I need to adapt to that. So I was like, I need to change something. And that's when I ended up um, getting a GoPro. I actually saw this guy named Sam. He would post, he was in Dallas and he would post a video every day. And I was like, how in the world are you posting a video every single day? Like, this is pretty hard. And he kind of gave me the rundown on it. And I just followed his steps. I looked at his and kind of tweaked it and made it into my own. But that's kind of how I got into it. I just bought a GoPro off of Craigslist. I was like, I don't want to get a brand new one because I don't know if I like this. So I got one for cheap, which there's going to be a lot out there for cheap because a lot of kids get GoPros and, you know, they're just, it's like, all right, I don't really care for it. You know, I'll just use it. Yeah, they, they get really excited <laughs> about it for like two hours. And then yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to go do something else now. So <laughs> Exactly. So um, I ended up picking up a GoPro. Um, I just remember it being pretty pricey at the time. So I was like, wow, man, I don't even spend this much on my gear. Like this, this is a pretty big investment. So I ended up getting a GoPro and at the time I would just go, I would just put these clips together. I had no, I'm telling you, I fell forward all the way, like till here and I'm still failing forward with everything. Like that's just the way to do it. But um, I just did a bunch of research and I would watch like John B, all the other fishermen, like they made these amazing videos. And I was like, I would love to do this. Like I would just, my point was to document what I was doing. I just wanted to document so I could look back at it and be like, I caught that big fish. Like, that, was <laughs> me. that was me. And then posting it was just the plus. But um, I would definitely say get, starting out, uh, do your research. Um, go, to, go to YouTube. YouTube is going to get you through a lot of things. If you want to learn more about Instagram fishing and all those things, um, I follow Tactical Bassin on uh, YouTube. And that's kind of how I learned the basics of fishing because they break down every single season. And they give no excuses. They're like, it doesn't matter what the weather is. You can get a bite right now. So that's kind of the things that started my motivation. That's a side note. But definitely, um, I would say get a GoPro. Uh, GoPro, it doesn't matter which one it is. They, they're, they're all really good. Anything from like the three up, you can make really good videos. All you need is HD videos, you know, 1080p or 10 whatever is going to go to YouTube or go to Instagram and look the same anywhere else. So uh, you don't have to get all the expensive gear. You don't have to go crazy. I literally just now got a new gopro so if that tells you anything i mean you don't need it all i have a two that i had a 2013 uh macbook as well so you don't need the fanciest things but um the coolest thing was with the gopro and the macbook was everything was kind of in sync i would mm -hmm. have like uh my data on here and it would all transfer so my iphone my gopro and my macbook were all in sync um that's the really good way to have everything organized but I would say just you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to go crazy expensive because when you get all that high quality stuff, then there's the learning curve. So save your time for the learning curve and just, you know, start simple. Yep. That That's makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Get, um, get some extra batteries too. Yeah. Oh, please. Extra batteries and a uh, external um, hard drive as well. Cause you're going to have a lot of content. Oh, that's the worst. Once you get into a really good bite and it's like, Oh great. My battery died. I guess I can't, hey. I can't show any more of it now. So, <laughs> I've uh, ran into that so many times. Like I'll be Turkey hunting and I'll have my GoPro in the, I'll have my GoPro in like the decoy spread. And, um, <laughs> it's cold out that morning. The battery dies. It's like, great. Well, I guess I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> worst. That's the worst man. Oh, okay. So, um, I mean, bass fishing's your number one thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, Florida for sure changed my perspective on fishing. Uh, we have a really big trip coming up very soon next month on the 13th. I can't talk about that one yet either. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't even want to tell the location, honestly, but it's going to be, uh, we're going to go out and tarpon and fish for some jack. I caught a jack out there on an artificial bait, which is really cool. 
um, everybody was switching with live bait, and I was like, all right, check this out. Look, this is what we're going to do. I know nothing. And, like, you know, people from Florida, they want to school you. They're like, look, oh, of man, course. this ain't you. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> not just Florida. That's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, got a newcomer right, trying some artificial bait. <laughs> like, who's this kid? I know. Yeah. <laughs> so when they saw me catching, they're like, whoa, man. Uh, it was just a really cool experience. So Florida, I mean, the fight, I thought this, this jack was probably this big. I thought it was a 10-pound, like, fish. I thought it was a massive fish, like strip and drag, the whole 10. And the view was amazing. The water just being right there up close and personal. I mean, you never know when a shark will come up and take that jack or you never know what will happen. So um, I'm definitely opening my mind to all of the outdoors, not just um, bass fishing. I'm going to get into camping as well because I spent a lot of my life outdoors, BMX and skateboarding, football, and it just all resonates. So I just want to kind of get back to the things that made me really happy as a kid and get more outdoors. So Definitely not just bass fishing. We're going to do a lot of uh, saltwater fishing as well. Okay, very cool. But, um, you know, I'm I'm interested in some bass tactics, though. I mean, like, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen you caught quite a few of them now. And you <laughs> kind of have this whole kayak, supboard, bass fishing thing a little bit figured out. Um, what's uh, what's your favorite, like, types of lures to use when you're, when you're doing the kayak, supboard stuff? So out here, we have an abundance of bluegill. Bluegill are going to be pretty much in every pond uh, that you see, you know, sunfish or anything like that, like panfish. Bass really love those, or crappie. So anything that would imitate one of those, I usually use basic colors like, you know, green, blue, all the natural colors that you would get. I don't go too crazy on colors. But I would say let's start with a, a swim jig. So a swim jig, during the summer, you can move it real slow. You can pop it off the bottom and things like that. Um, you can change the pattern of the tail without changing everything else. So you can have like the flutter one, the magnum menace that flutters like that. Or you can have the six sense um, paddle tail, which is just a regular paddle tail. Or you could turn the paddle tail upside down. So there's multiple ways that you can use the swim jig. Um, my advice on that was um, I actually was fishing this really amazing place one time. And I had no idea what I was doing. It was kind of at the beginning where I just – I not going to lie, I had like a Texas rig with a bead on it, <laughs> and I was just swimming it in. I don't know why I put the bead on there, but a pro came up to me, and he's like, dude, okay, these baits that you have, they're really good, but you need to stick with this bait. Stop changing all your lures around. Stick with one bait, get really good at it, and then put that bait on something else, and then branch off from that. So that's kind of what I did. Like I learned the, the jigs, and then I went to swim jigs, and then I went you know, further than that. So um, oh, it's just so much to talk about. But um, I would start with that. Uh, Texas rig as well. Um, Texas rig with like a little weight, that would be a really good way to start. Um, And the Cinco, those were the things that I caught a lot of fish on. So anything that imitates a bluegill or like a worm, I don't know what it is with the Cinco's, but the fish just go crazy for it. So those two things right there, like swim jig and Cinco, I mean, that's going to get the job done. You don't have to overcomplicate things. Um, Just start with things that kind of make sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about when you start getting a little bit more advanced, a little bit more comfortable doing your kayak and subboard fishing? Is, is there anything like crankbaits you move to or, or stuff like so, that? So, um, another part of it was I did so much filming and fishing that I forgot the studying part. So I would go back to like tactical bass and get information from them. But mainly I would say when you get more advanced, your line matters, like your fluorocarbon, if you're fishing braid, things like that actually start to matter. Uh, your gear ratio matters as well. So if you're throwing a crankbait out there, you're going to want like a, a slower gear ratio, depending on if that's a deep diving crankbait, you know, a shallow diving crankbait. So it gets real technical 
But um, I could talk days about that. But um, I would say, uh, sorry, what was the question again? Was it? Uh, oh, just like you know, once once you start getting a little bit more comfortable with the basics of fishing on one of those, like figuring out uh, advanced tactics or you know maybe how to cast farther and stuff okay, like that. Okay, yeah. So mainly that, like again, I would fail for it. I would go on YouTube. I would do it wrong on the water and then I would go to YouTube and really study and try to figure out what was going on. But um, if you have a bait caster, I would say dial in your bait caster. Uh, that makes a world of a difference out there on the water. Um, loosening your tension, playing with the gears. Don't be afraid to go out there and backlash. You know, it's, it's bound to happen, but that's the only way that you can test the limits of the reel. So definitely go out there and experiment. Um, don't be afraid to get snagged. Don't be afraid to throw the treble hooks around the grass. Just keep failing. Just keep failing forward. That's, that's what's going to happen. So that would be my uh, best advice on that because I'm still in the same position. I'm still getting technical. I just switched to 13-pound um, floral. I was using 17 for the longest. So I'm, I'm still learning. You know, I, I, There's just something about I get catching fish out there. It's just something that resonates with me. But I'm still in the same boat, you know, and mm -hmm. I still have hey or when people comment on me like you're using the wrong rod and reel gear ratio for this and i'm like man thank you so much because i was wondering why i wasn't catching fish or why i was losing fish because at one point i was using a medium heavy rod with the slx and i was doing you know like a five a big old swim bait and i wasn't catching fish so you just you just fell forward and get out there and just keep trying new things not mm -hmm. every day is going to be like an amazing day Oh, absolutely. That's, that's fishing in a nutshell. And I love that, that fail forward, you know, you can't, you can't be afraid to not succeed immediately. And then you just, you know, learn from it, move on and progress. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't like crankbaits at all. Like, I'm not kidding you. I just hated the grass. I hated getting stuck. And I was like, all right, all right, this is the day. So I threw a smaller crankbait out there and it just reached the, reached the depth perfectly. And um, I had the floral, I lightened my floral, I changed my reel and my rod, and that day just changed everything about crankbaits for me. I was like, imagine if I just shut out the crankbaits and never thought about them. That day I caught probably over, you know, 45 fish, all on film, like just crank after crank. Like They could not leave it alone. It was one of the coolest bites I've ever had, and now crankbaits is one of my confident baits. So then I moved to lipless. I'm like, okay, how can I do this? So I just, again, fell forward. So definitely get out there and just, just keep trying stuff. Same with the kayak, like go out there and try a kayak and edit it and move things around. Mm -hmm. Very cool. <laughs> All right. So I've, we've heard a couple of pretty cool stories from you. Do you have a, do you have a favorite fishing story? Ah, let's see. Okay. Let's tell my realtor fishing story. So, so this was a, uh, when I really, I have a ton, but this is a really big one. This is something that got me into, getting big bass, getting spoiled, and getting big fish. Um, so there was this property that I had to show, and it was in Lucas, Texas, which ironically it was next door to my uh, son's mom's best friend. It was next door to her house. I, I didn't know at the time, but I was showing the house, and in the itinerary it says, you know, stock pond in the backyard, really big trophy fish, all this. And I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I'm kind of getting into fishing, and this is like I literally had a spinning rod, like 60-pound fluoro, and <laughs> – had like a rattle trap on there, like a $2 rattle trap. I had no idea, like an ugly stick that was massive, no idea what I was doing. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna show up two hours early and just, you know, fish this spot because I'd like to tell the residents here that, hey, it really does have big fish in it. That, I, that was honestly my intentions. But so I took a couple casts and I got snagged. Well, I got snagged. 
and the line snapped and I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Maybe that was a rock or whatever. Like, you know, this place doesn't have fish, you know, whatever. And then something told me, hey, man, just that might have been a fish. That might have been a catfish or something. Just tie something, tie it on again. So luckily I had another rattle trap, which I lost confidence because it was a different color, different action. I throw it back out there again and it's just boom, like dead still. And I'm like, all right, if I'm snagged, come off, like come off. And then you see, boom, <laughs> the fish come up. I'm like, oh my God, my heart is like on fire. Like I'm just like losing it and I'm reeling it in and I get this fish in and I kid you not, this fish was so big, I didn't know it was a bass. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like what, in the, and I was like, all right, no, it is a bass. And it like flops, it's such a big fish that, you know, when a big fish flops, it doesn't do what a small fish does and goes everywhere. When it flops, it just goes, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm not touching that thing. Like, ah, uh, heck no. Like, there's no way I'm touching that. So I go in my car and I get like these working gloves. And I'm <laughs> holding this fish up like the most weirdest way trying to get these pictures. And then people are like, bro, that's like a nine pounder. Like, that is a massive fish. And they're like, you need to keep fishing. So I go back in there and long story short, I end up catching like four or five pounders back to back in this really small pond. And as you can imagine, the fight, you know, I was just so spoiled. I showed the house. Nobody bought the house. That person must not have been a fisherman. <laughs> yeah. I sell the house. I, I, the, oh, I'll tell you about that story at the end. So I sell the house. And so I was showing the house for somebody else. So after I finished showing the house, I went back to catch the rest of those fish. And the owner comes. And he's like, Hey man, uh, he walks around his pond. He's like, Hey man, uh, there's no fish in here. Like, there's no trespassing. You're on private property. You need to leave. And I was like, Oh no, man. Like, I was just showing the property. I'll, I'll leave. But you know, I was the realtor that was showing your property. He was like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. He's like, I did not know you're the realtor that was showing the property. Um, there's people that come here all the time. And they just fish my pond. Like, I'll wake up drinking coffee, and there's random people fishing my pond. So I thought you were like a random guy. So I gave him the rundown. He gave me the rundown. He loved the story. Like, was so thankful that I showed his house. And um, you can come back anytime. Like, I don't, I don't mind if you come back. So um, they ended up selling the house, and I came back again, and I knocked on the door. <laughs> and I was like, look, ma'am, uh, <laughs> a lady opened the door. She has, like, six kids. And she's like, what the heck does this guy want? He's, like, holding these fishing poles. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, ma'am, there's some giants back there. Like, I, I just got to get back here. Like, do you mind if I try it out one more time? And she was really sweet. I, I, I wouldn't mind if she said, you know, go away, you know. But she – she didn't mind and her husband came back there and he was actually like a pastor and we talked for like two hours just about life and he ended up being a really cool guy and he started managing that pond and he was a bass fisherman he was a real bass fisherman and he ended up uh, i haven't gone back i need to film a video going back but he put structure around it uh, opened the pond up and really made that place a awesome little spot so that that's the story that got me hooked on like and then after that it's just like i just wanted big bass i just that was my target like i didn't want to go out there and catch the small ones i wanted that tug that adrenaline that fight which you'll still get with small ones but there's nothing like a you know anything over four jumping at you oh yeah absolutely just once once you get that big bite then you're yeah then you're, you're, hooked. you're hooked that's that's such a great story like i i can <laughs> almost guarantee you that no one else has even close to similar story like hey how did you get into big bass fishing well i was this realtor and, you know, <laughs> wanted to kick me out of this place because they thought i was you know trespassing and getting into this yeah. pond like <laughs> he was full on like oh, do this again you can tell he's like you know, yeah up. all right man this guy wants to fight yeah i'm, like, Dude, I'm good like i will leave i i didn't even want and there were snakes going around and that's another thing he was worried about like the snakes i was so 
like I don't have a big fear with snakes, but like nobody really wants to go head to head with a poisonous snake, you know, especially if you're not educated. So there were snakes around and that was what he was worried about too. But the craziest thing was I wanted to catch those fish so bad that I was willing to hang around these snakes and catch them. I was looking back, you know, looking at my feet, still casting. So I don't know. It's just crazy even telling the story right now that there was still that kind of passion mm-hmm. for fishing. Very, very cool. So, yeah, I mean, you, it's so easy to tell just the passion you have for fishing. So, you know, for, for people that want to, you know, stay in touch, check out all your content, like how do, how do they get a hold of you? How do they, how do they watch your stuff? I would say definitely Instagram, YouTube, I'm still working on. Uh, you got to kind of think about it. If you just zoom out, um, I have a life, you know, <laughs> like that. So then there's editing and then there's sponsorships. There's things that I have to, you know, really do. So it's hard to get back to my messages, but I answer every single one of them and uh, that won't change. So definitely shoot me a DM. Uh, reply to my stories if I didn't reply to one of your DMs. That really helps if, you know, you keep replying and then I'll look up and see that, oh, I miss a lot of your messages, so sorry, and I'll get back to them like that. Um, but definitely keep hitting me up on Instagram. Not sending me thousands, but if you really want to talk, um, send me one when I'm out during the day or you know later on in the day. That'll be the best time. Uh, Palm Boys on Instagram, and then on YouTube, Palm Boys as well. I'm still working on getting back to those comments, but just bear with me. We're, we're, we're just full forward. <laughs> all right. Great to hear. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time. And you know, it's, yeah. it's been a fun session, man. I, I've laughed yeah. quite a bit on this one. It's just, you, you definitely have a, a unique style, but you really make it your own. So it's, uh, it's fun to watch and it's fun to see what you're going to have coming up in the future. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And thank you guys for having me. Really part, really glad to be a part of the team. And I hope that this helps a lot of people along the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, good luck. Thank you, man. You just heard our conversation with Torrance Gordwin, a.k.a. Pond Boys, on bass fishing tactics on the kayak and stand-up paddleboard. He's quite the character. You can see more from him on his YouTube, Instagram channels, and also content on the Colony Shields Facebook and Instagram pages. If you're in need of any equipment in this stuff, make sure to head to your local Shields or check out Shields.com for all your needs. And with that, we want to thank you for listening and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.